You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi. This is podcast episode number 1042. California is growing economically and globally day by day. The Center for International Trade and Development invests in the state's growth and global competitiveness through industry-specific education, training, and services to provide and contribute to a skilled and productive workforce. Jeffrey Williamson serves as the director and joins us to share how the agency is helping small business owners export products and services. Jeffrey, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Richard. Pleasure to be here. Let's talk a little bit about you before we talk about the organization. Uh, do you have an interesting story of your professional path or where you got to today? Not really. Not really? Okay, well, let's move on. Then. <laughs> but, but, I, but, I mean, realistically, I, I've been in, in uh, exporting for over 25 years. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's been both with uh, video games, accessories manufacturer, running my own business, and then mm. defense products, and then finally uh, working for the government. And I think the most interesting thing that I've seen over that 25-year period is the the contrast between the way the world looked then and the way it looks now, particularly in Asia. I mean, you just cannot recognize... Over the past 25 years? Absolutely. Right. Even the past 10 years, you know. Okay. You, you look at... Uh, when I was back in Shenzhen the first time, uh, I don't know, about 18 or 19 years ago, uh, stay in a hotel, you look out the window, and there was no lights. And and today this is a metropolis of 15 million people. Oh it's like Vegas. Oh my god! So that's the big difference. I think so. Right. Well, you know, um, I might be dating myself a little bit here, but here being in California, we're technically on the Pacific Rim, right? You know. Yeah, of course. We sort of forget that you know we're such a natural trading partner to the West with all of Asia and what's what's out there as opportunities for. And I work a lot with small and medium sized business owners, manufacturing service writers, etc. So. Um, I know that your organization also is, is designed to help them. So yes. let's talk a little bit about the sure. centers. Sure. So, um, you know, essentially we have um, a network of 10 centers across the state. And the Centers for National Trade Development, what we do is we we provide education programs for small business on exporting, whether it's how to handle a financial transaction overseas, manage your currency risk, handle logistics, getting the products into foreign markets, going through customs, or for that matter, you know, implementing different marketing strategies. So we are, uh, one foot is is in the training side, another foot is in the expert promotion side. So working with the governor's office, working with the state, other state agencies like the Department of Food and Agriculture, uh, we put on about 15 to 20 export promotion activities each year for a wide range of industries, aerospace, automotive, um, food and agricultural products, consumer goods, and medical equipment, for example. Okay. And we, we organize different um, trade shows or trade missions that leverage the California brand. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's most interesting. So there is a California brand. There absolutely is. And, and you know, I mean, if you are in Iowa, and I pardon my listeners in Iowa. But if you're in Iowa, you have to have a catchy phrase, you know, and a really nice logo. But for California, it's just the word. Right. And so the the brand, you can go anywhere in the world and you find two t-shirts from America. One's USA. Sometimes you see (laughs) New York and then the other one's going to be California. California. And, And you even have 
companies around the world that are mimicking that brand. In other words, they're creating brands with the California flavor like Santa Barbara Fashion Company, for example. It doesn't even exist in the United States. (laughs) But they take advantage of that. Is that mostly – is that – not to interrupt you, but is that mostly in the consumer space? In the consumer space, You mentioned other industries too. Yeah, the consumer space. But, you know, when we look at – uh, for example, information technologies. Okay. Okay. That'd be a so, logical you know, one, it's right? the birthplace of IT, and we have, you know, in the Silicon Valley, and, and now you have Silicon Beach and a few others. But California is synonymous with that. Right. You know, we're synonymous with bringing that to the world. And in fact, we do promote some events. Uh, we have one coming up called Mobile World Congress, which is the largest. Uh, trade show for mobile technologies in the world. It's really a fantastic uh, event. We Where did is it that? last year. It's in Barcelona, Spain, oh. in the end of February, beginning of March. And, you know, there's so many new companies that can take advantage of these platforms, but they can't get in. You know, they don't They don't have a, a place to convene. They Maybe they're small and they get left in the, in the far corner, but right. we put together a California pavilion and all of a sudden they can leverage that. Okay. And people will stop by just simply because okay. it's California. So, um, let's see, we've got, uh, I've got about two minutes in this segment, Jeffrey, and so I yeah. don't want to get half into a conversation, yeah, no but there's a lot of substance <clears throat> that I wanted to get to with you. So, as I said, I work with a lot of middle market companies, 5 million to 50 to 100 Perfect. million, right? And part of the challenge that I have learned from them doing this for 10 years now is it's damn confusing to try to do business in their mind outside of California, maybe even outside then outside the US. Does your organization demystify that for them? Yes, uh, we 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 try to and there's several of our partners do as well. I I mean the the bottom line is that for a lot of these middle market companies, the new growth is going to be in emerging markets. Uh-huh. And and I think, first of all, understanding how emerging markets operate, understanding the context and uh, maybe some of the institutional weaknesses that exist and the things people have to do for themselves. Um, but taking that perspective and what we say is taking your sunglasses off when you go overseas. So you're seeing it with the local eyes. Okay. Um, but the opportunities are certainly there. Marketing is marketing, business is business, accounting is accounting. Mm-hmm. We just need to adjust it to those markets, and you need to find where it's growing. Right. So it is a little, it is confusing. We help to demystify that. Um, but if you have a good business uh, proposition, a good value proposition, uh, that transcends uh, many languages. Okay, so we were talking before we got on the show that Jim Mayfield has been on the show before, and we consider him a friend of the program as we're considering you now, Jeffrey, as a oh, friend of the you. program. Um, one of the things that he and I have talked about, and he's, he shared on the program here, is that there's a perception of quality when it says made in the USA. Yes. Yes, there is. In fact, um, there's a very interesting story that a friend of mine, Simon, who works for the South China Morning Post, he covered a story um, of a company who was manufacturing uh, skincare products in China. And and they move their operation. They're moving their operation to California, and the reason is 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 they said, well, isn't that going to put you at a cost disadvantage? But the the executive, a Chinese you know executive, said no. In fact, you know, when we start looking at the value it brings for us to be producing in the United States, it outweighs all the costs associated with doing that because of the premium. Yes, absolutely, because of the positioning. Yeah, so the brand is positioned higher. There's an association with uh, quality 
and uh, safety. Safety mm-hmm. and quality right. are somewhat Especially synonymous. for skincare products, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, and food products as well. Food products as well. Yes. Right. Anything you ingest or put on your skin, yes. Absolutely. Uh, Women will pay extra, and men too. Sure, as well matter. we should, yeah. right? Yeah, we don't want to poison ourselves inadvertently no. here. Absolutely. All right, we're talking with Je- Jeffrey Williamson, and he's the director for the Centers for International Trade and Development. We're going to take a very short time out here on Critical Mass Radio Show. When we come back, I'm going to ask him to kind of specifically talk about how his organization helps small businesses throughout the state export their products overseas. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the upcoming event, so you don't want to miss this, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be back in 30 seconds after this word from me. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sound board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Okay, welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi. You know, a great way to stay informed about our guests is to sign up for our weekly newsletter, ladies and gentlemen. Go to any page on www.criticalmass4forbusiness.com, and at the bottom of any page is a Join Our Mailing List box. Simply type in your email address and hit subscribe. And like magic, you'll start receiving our weekly newsletter with information about our upcoming guests. And we only put you in our newsletter database. We don't use anything else with your email. That's all we do. All right, so I said before the break we are going to talk a little bit about kind of specific activities that your organization does to help small business owners understand and navigate exporting and then get excited about growing their business through emerging markets. Um, can, can you tell me a little bit about maybe since we're here uh, in the fourth quarter of 2017, but like what do you see coming up in the near term that, that my audience should be aware of, specifically in Southern California maybe? Well, you know, one of the uh, programs we're working on right now, which is attracting a lot of attention, is uh, we have a joint program with JD.com. And JD.com is not a well-known brand in the United States, but it will become a very well-known brand. Really? Particularly investors, they know about JD. It's it's the counterpart to Alibaba in China. Oh. But, in fact, JD actually has higher revenues than Alibaba. So it is the third largest uh, company by Internet revenue in the world, only behind Amazon and Google. And they're selling primarily to Chinese consumers, you know, like an Amazon of China, if you will. And uh, we, we have joined hands with them because there's a very unique opportunity. And this is a very interesting area for trade that many people are just discovering, is that as a U.S. citizen, you have an exemption, right? You have an exemption when you travel back. You can bring up to $800 back in your suitcase. Well, it turns out that you don't have to travel to get that exemption. You can buy things from overseas oh, wow. and still qualify for that exemption. Huh. So you can you can import something from 
I don't know, Hong Kong, for example, and I've done that, uh-huh. and, and they'll ship it direct to you at DHL, and they pay, there's no custom tax due. Huh. Yes, wow. zero. Because it's under the $800 limit. Uh-huh. Well, they have similar limits in different countries around the world, okay. which allows consumers to do what they call cross-border purchases. And that's why we teamed up with JD.com, is they are building a cross-border program that allows us to work with small companies, get them fed into JD.com's platform, and then JD can market the products directly to Chinese consumers without wow. the products having to go there first. Wow. They collect them here in a warehouse in the U.S. Chinese consumer says, oh, I like that product very much. They click on it. Oh, it would be delivered in five to seven days. The warehouse over here commingles with a bunch of other products, consolidates, right. send it over, and then put it put it into the last mile delivery on the other side. And what happens is this helps bypass some of the uh, stricter rules and regulations that prohibit companies from being able to uh, import large amounts into China. Mm -hmm. So, for example, cosmetics. They have a mandatory animal testing uh, requirement in China, and a lot of the companies here don't want to do it. Mm. They think it's going to ruin their brand. But the cross-border, they don't have to submit for the testing if they're doing just simply cross-border. Oh, really? Or for things like well, luxury items, for example. I mean, there, there's an so exception let me ask up you. to a certain amount. Uh, I, one of my clients uh-huh. has a very <clears throat> differentiated, high-end luxury sleepwear line designed for women who want to be comfortable in their sleepwear. Sure, sure. Would she be a target? Great candidate. Great candidate. Yeah, I mean, typically, the online shopper, I mean, they're looking for variety. And, and I think that's really the key here is that... This is the big opportunity for California brands and and particularly middle market brands or even higher-end brands. They may have a local presence. It might have a national presence, but not a global presence yet. Right, right. But that global presence is going to occur right. simply by them being on the Internet. And it sounds like this is the yeah. easiest avenue because it it's takes out easy, a lot of the stuff that they would think with yeah, exporting it's, and customs. and. It's, it's an easier avenue, but still they have to... Do all the same things you'd have to do for any typical retail promotion. Right. right. They but if you're selling online already. Yeah, they have to generate some interest in that market overseas. There's tactics okay. and other things they and can deploy. And that's where you would come yeah, in. Yeah, that's where we come so in. So it's not just put it up on their no, 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 put no. it up on the website. You say, okay, okay, you have access to retail channel. Now what do you do? Now how do I get right, people yeah. the You want to get to sell through, you wanna And that's what your yeah. organization can yeah, of offer course. them. Yeah, of course. That's worth the price of admission alone there, right? <laughs> Well, that's not the only thing. Well, so, that's a good another, one. Another, what else you got? Well, you know, in a couple of weeks, we're taking a group of uh, wineries to Hong Kong. And, you know, California is the fourth largest producers of wines in the world, only after uh, France, uh, Spain, and Italy. Oh, wow. California is number four. After those countries. Yes, after those countries. <laughs> but we're a country. We're a country. Come right, on. Right, right. We're, well, we're, we're the size We like of to country. think so, yeah. Yeah, we're pretty close. Um, in fact, our, our economy is bigger than some of those countries. Exactly. So, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, California wines are a great opportunity, and we have 3,000. Are you 000. taking Vince Ferragamo? Yeah. The only reason I ask is I met him at a charity event, and he was pouring his new wines. He's oh, making, he was? He's making oh, wines here. In, call. You, you know, have Vince his number? Fer- I do. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. Yeah. No, okay, I have his card. Great. It's going to be on my show. Right. And, you know, former football players. Of course. He's, he's making it here in Orange County. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So, All right. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, we, we, we provide a platform over there, a really nice California booth. We 
we get matchmaking meetings set up for companies. We invite That's all the big the importers. When I had Jim on the show, that was yeah. part of what he was talking about. They do too is the, this yes. this matchmaking capability. Absolutely. It's sort of it's. I believe in peer learning. That's why we do this radio show. So if yes. you can if you can work with people who are working through our government, who are there with your best interest at heart, yes. as sort of the make these introductions and matchmaking. That sounds like that could really accelerate it. Well, and not only that, but um, when we put together groups of companies, they're not necessarily competing against one another. So when we when they when they get a, a, an important distributor or importer that comes to our pavilion, for example, um, they're going to talk to the folks next to them, right? So there's a lot of spillover, right? Because they want as many products as they can get that absolutely. are complementary. And yeah, ex- absolutely. So. You know, not only that, but we've gotten folks in in the media. You know, we get them into China Daily, South China Morning Post. We get them into CNBC Asia, for example. Right. So yeah, we try to leverage everything we can. And like here, OCTalkRadio.net. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, with its global reach. Yeah. Awesome. So when we look at Asia, are we looking at China and then everything else? Or are we looking at everything else of which China is a very important member of the? I, I'm, I mean, I, I think, uh, I mean, Japan and Korea are, are large markets, uh, very stable, slow-growing markets. Uh, but China is is really massive. I mean, China is a huge market. So it's a huge market that's growing yeah. quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, we can't forget about Southeast Asia. I mean, Southeast Asia, actually, the U.S. invests more in Southeast Asia than we do in China. We have a lot of uh, brand presence in Southeast Asia, and that market's growing very strongly as well. Okay. Uh, so we're talking about, like, Vietnam, Thailand, Indonesia, mm-hmm. Singapore, Malaysia. These are very strong markets. But you really – I've heard the – you use the term emerging economies several yes. times. But you, yep. Do you think that's like a multiplier on a company's ability to kind of really hit it out of the park Is if you get an economy that's really growing quickly like one of these emerging economies? Absolutely. I mean, I, that's that's really that's really where the growth opportunities are. Okay. That's really where they are. I mean, there's always niche opportunities, but in terms of total growth opportunities, emerging markets are they're across the board, consumer products, infrastructure, uh, population support services, uh, manufacturing build out. So there's a whole range of opportunities, and we're looking. A lot of it is Pacific Rim, so we're yeah. positioned very nicely. So I have a client who's a um, rubber manufacturer who yes. services the industrial and aerospace marketplace. Okay, and he's been very successful, multi generation company. Yes. If they were, would they be a candidate to look at? Yes, in fact, um, we do, we have sponsored. Uh the Singapore Air Show a number of years, so we we work with the aerospace industry. Okay, and in fact, you know most most of all of the growth for commercial aerospace is is in Asia Pacific. Wow, most of the global growth. Uh, we've had tremendous growth over the years. In fact, not only you know on the back of Boeing and Airbus, but now you know Chinese got Comac. You know Chinese are now competing. With their own equivalent of Boeing, okay, which they they've just done a few maiden uh, flights, and they're going to start launching that you know that airframe right. in the, in the region. But yeah, in terms of air travel, it's it is the biggest growth area in the world, and it continues to be. So, following this show, I'm going yeah. to make two specific introductions, if you yeah, don't mind, sure. to these Absolutely. two entrepreneurs who own I'd these love businesses. To talk with them. All right, and see if there's a way that there's an opportunity for them to grow in these emerging markets. Yes, absolutely. And this is and, what you do. Yes, and and you know, I I think at at any time you can always share the website. Our website is citd.org. Say that again, slower. Yes, 
CITD dot ORG. Okay. Which stands for Center for International Trade Development. And we have all sorts of opportunities posted up there, our events, ways to connect with uh, people throughout the state to promote exports, and right. uh, it's a good place to start. Well, this has been an amazing uh, show. You uh, exceeded my expectations for what we're going to get covered. I'm super excited that our tax dollars at work are doing this kind of good work well, for our entrepreneurs and business owners here in Southern California. And I'm going to make a warm introduction to two people that I think could directly benefit from the programs that you're Thank doing. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, Rick. Thank you. I'm going to have to have you back. Well, I'd love to come back. And, and maybe you'll fr- find a way to get me to Barcelona. Uh, okay, All if right. you do it before February. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the trade-off, baby? Yes. All right, Jeffrey, we're <laughs> okay. going to talk to your public relations guy about doing okay. that. All right, I'd like to thank our engineer for today, none other than Paul Roberts, our engineer is Paul Roberts. Our producers are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. Until our next show, hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 